Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lebanon Radio Tower, it is the one, the only, the Puckle Podcast. Welcome to the 291st episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my delightful co-hosts... The Flossiest Whimsicott. And Professor Snag. And they're delightful. Whimsicott's totally not sleepy, and Snag... Nope. I mean, Snag's not sleepy either, because it's like 3 nope. o'clock. Um, so, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, the, uh, this is the Puckle Podcast. This is a show where we talk about everything Pokemon, whether it be the TCG, the video game, the anime. Uh, strangely, I, I want to talk about that actually here in a little bit. But um, the anime, the, uh, uh, the manga, I haven't done it in a while, but I'm a fan. And <laughs> I think that's about it, right? I mean, we're, I we're, you're, we're your place for all things Pokemon. We try to cover yeah. everything if we can. Yeah, we do. We do as much as we can. I try. Uh, we even have a dedicated show for just Pokemon trivia. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good time. So um, we'll jump right on into it then, guys. Uh, welcome if you're new and welcome back if you're old. And we're going to go ahead and just jump into the show. And I'm going to ask you guys what I ask you guys every week. What have you been up to in Pokemon lately? A lot. But okay. first, uh, there's something I want to do. Uh, okay. Snag. And every other Pacalonian to whom this applies, Happy Father's Day. Ooh, that's true. Thank you. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, we, we have uh, a lot of dads in Puckle. So. That's true. There are a lot of dads in Puckle. Yeah, thank you. We all we all appreciate it. Uh, and yeah, it's uh, I like being a, a Puckle dad and uh, just raising my kids up in pokemon it's it's weird this is probably like the first generation where you can like actually raise your children up and this like it can actually be a thing yeah it's like a cult you know um (laughs) i was thinking about that the other day i'm just like man i'm gonna like force my kids to play so much pokemon because there's so much scholarship money in it and if you're playing at that like junior level it's so easy to win and get like trips to worlds and stuff it's true. Um, There's actually a a kid from uh, the area that I live in. He's like ranked at least top five worldwide, I think, right now. Uh-huh. And if you're in, yeah. if you're in the juniors division and play Pokemon, 
you can literally walk into most premier challenges slash mid-season showdowns and at worst get like second place by default <laughs> because but, no there's not enough people there's not enough kids like going to play it and yeah. And so, I mean, if, I mean, I'll take my kid, the kid can go play. And then, you know, if we go to enough of those events, the kids got enough points to go to worlds. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And I'll have to get snake arena into that a little bit more. Yeah, no, it's, it's 100% true. Like I, I've been to so many, I've been to so many mid season showdowns and premier challenges where there's just like one or two juniors that it's like, I think it's. Uh, it, it's something that you should do if your kid's into Pokemon and wants to go to those competitions. Take them; they will more than likely place. <laughs> they they will top cut one hundred. I, I gotta get Snag Arena a little bit more into the games. Like he's been asking to play Moon more recently, so I should yeah. let her do that more. But yeah. here's the thing: is like she doesn't get the idea of you know stick with a basis of most uh, of like a team and stick with it mm-hmm. <laughs> she has been rotating pokemon out and uh mm-hmm. like, wh- why why is your Torcat cat in the box get it back on your team <laughs> <laughs> well that's how every kid is gonna play 20 years from now yeah absolutely <laughs> having a new friend <laughs> absolutely yeah no that's uh so what have you what have you been up to in pokemon lately whimsicott Okay, actually, quite a bit. Okay, go for um, it. Uh, well, I've played some Magikarp Jump, whatever. <laughs> um, I have started on Nuzlocke of Pokemon Moon, Ooh. which has made me realize that the people who whine about there being too much Kanto in the Alola Pokedex are right. Because <laughs> right now I have six Pokemon. One is my starter. The second is the obligatory picky pack from Route 1. And the other four are Kanto Pokemon. Granted, yeah. one of them is in its Alola form, but is it, a it was a roll. It could, yes, it could have been a Slowpoke. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, there's, I, they did that for the 20th yeah. anniversary. I do miss, I was really upset with the Alola decks just because it was only 300 months. You know, after after being in Kalos with 450 in the national deck or in the regional decks. I kind of wish we would have yeah. had that. That would have been nice. That would have been some good diversity. And I mean, I mean, there was good diversity in X and Y. There was fantastic I, diversity. I get why they did it, but we already got so much Gen 1 and Generation 6. And eh, I mean, it was a bit much. And of course, the last thing I've been doing is Summer League Gym Battles. Oh, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> yeah, it is. That means I have and... to do that tomorrow. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that on Friday, and I had a great time, as I did the Friday before that. And I'm, yeah. I'm cur- curiosity, one, Scott. How many badges have you issued? Two. Nice. I think I've done about two yeah. or three, something like that. I've done. I've done seven battles, and I've awarded two badges. Ooh, you're tough. Nice. See, you were uh, worried about not being we- good enough. No, no, that's Shamu's team, actually. Like, he <laughs> built 90% of my team with me. And essentially, it's like, oh, you won the car race. Yeah, I was driving a Maserati, and you were driving a Fiat Panda. So... <laughs> <laughs> but the, to, be exactly. fair, to be fair, the ability, the ability to identify, like, whether or not you're driving a Ferrari versus, like, uh, a Fiat, right? Uh, the ability to determine what kind of team you have, I think, I think that tells you a lot of as who you are as a player. Well, um, uh, what happens is that 
whenever I think I might be in a bind, I look at the team and I realize I have an answer for that. Yeah. And that means having a good team. That's yeah. just it. Yeah, yeah, well, having having a good team is part of it. And then having – I mean, you, I don't know. Building a team uh, – for the gym leaders, it's a little bit rougher because we have like a time limit on that. But if you have time to actually sit there and develop it, you can – just a team in general. You can sit down and mm-hmm. identify weaknesses your team has and make those make those substitutions. I mean, Shamu and I do it every month when we when we do the Patreon team. And yeah. we, we'll, we'll sit there and play it for an hour or two and we'll be like, okay, so I'm always getting wrecked by grass types. What can we do to stop that? Or mm-hmm. uh, I, one, one particular case was we were having issues with one of the teams. Um, it was literally just Scarberry. Scarberry just walled it. There was nothing you could do if there was a Scarberry on the opposing team. And mm-hmm. so, so we had to make the substitution for uh, – I think we had an Amoongus and we made the substitution for that Amoongus to turn it into a Magnazone. And oh. it made a world of difference. Like the team, the team was much more solid, but you have things like that. You play it for with it for a little while and then you realize, oh, hey, this team is weak to all the things and you make it not weak to those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I think I've realized what my fairy gym team has issues with. And in fact, it's so clear that the two people who got the badge, shout out to Claude Nine and Garner. Girl, mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'm too sleepy to remember his name. I, I just spoke to him for like an hour, two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Uh, he does have a different nickname on the um, chat and on the website. Mm. So, <laughs> so it was a bit confusing. Um, and uh, they just wrecked me completely and unabashedly. And everyone else... I wrecked. So wow. it's very, very clear that what you bring makes a world of difference. Yeah, it could. No, cl- yeah, uh, Claude Nine, kudos to him. He already has enough badges to make it to the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. he's been wrecking up the place. And yeah, I- I've given out six badges so far, um, which I'm fine with. It's all, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, and also, but yeah, shout out to everyone who's trying and working hard. I know uh, Aggie in the chat is, is trying really diff- uh, hard mm-hmm. to pull out some badges. So keep at it, guys. I'd love to see a huge tournament uh, at the end of Summer League. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what have you been up to, Snag, other than uh, Summer League? Anything yeah, else? Summer League battles, uh, the, the draft league that we've been working on. Uh, mm-hmm. I battled Winmore this last week and unfortunately lost to him. Uh, but it was, it was a good match. Very yeah. good match. And uh, then I guess the uh, interesting thing I've been doing recently was I uh, broke out Pokemon Blue on the virtual console, and I've been doing a two Pokemon run. I'm Ooh. I'm running a uh, a uh, it'll become a Blastoise uh, shortly once I battle uh, Lieutenant Surge, and then my HM slave is Mew. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... As for me, I I've been doing a few different things. I've been I've been working on some new stream stuff. Uh, I found I I think Carnivore J is going to get really upset when we go to when I go when we go to stream later this week, just because I I had to reset all of the all of the currency you get in the uh, in the chat. No. Um, yeah, I had to go and reset it all because I found like a much better like update for the bot uh, for Pucklebot because it was getting to the point so like. I, I just let people manually bet on matches because before it wasn't an issue of like taking down notes and everything. But now because Jashir and I have been streaming for like the past seven weeks on like a schedule, we've actually mm-hmm. built up an audience. 
And so when we were doing it, when we were doing it last week, I couldn't keep up with all the bets, like at all. I couldn't keep up with between the battles and the bets and everything. And so I found, I found an update that lets me do it via the bot. So you can bet via the bot now. And I don't have to be a part of it whatsoever. I just click start the betting process and then whether I I select the winner when we're done. That's a much better, better way to, to do it. Yeah. So, so I, to, to recompense the, uh, the currency being gone, for those of you who are in the stream, twitch.tv slash the fuckle podcast, the, uh, the, uh, currency was flip flops. I've changed it to green Taurus bottle caps. So you still have your flip flops and spirit, but, uh, now you have green (laughs) Taurus bottle caps. They're your new currency. They're the only ones worthwhile. Uh, we also did the giveaway <laughs> last week, so that went pretty well too. So yeah, and I said, with the giveaway, shouldn't that reset anyway? <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna reset it anyway. The giveaways are gonna be operated a little bit differently in the future, and uh, probably not this week, but maybe the week after that, we'll do a giveaway, um, or even cool. this Saturday, uh, this upcoming Saturday. I'm planning on streaming then. So if you guys are uh, if you guys are interested in streaming and being there for a giveaway, maybe we'll do a giveaway. I don't know yet. Um, We'll find out on Thursday. We'll see what the interest is on Thursday. Uh, and because this Saturday, nobody wanted to come. It was probably because it was Father's Day weekend or something, but. Uh. Yeah. Well, and also, like I said, I completely forgot about, you know, time zones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you should, you should put the little notification on when you follow. So you get the little email update. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I, I should, I should do that because. I don't know. For some reason, whenever you're streaming, I shouldn't say whenever, but often when you stream, it's like, oh, you're there and you didn't let anyone else know. So <laughs> I do let people know. It's always on Twitter, on Facebook, and in the Discord chat. Always Yeah, know. I get notifications all the time while I'm sleeping. <laughs> yep. And so, <laughs> yeah, no, I got, I got a lot of things working, though. I'm working on some, a few other things for that. Uh, on top of that, I caught up on the Sun and Moon anime. Uh <laughs> I I was really impressed with that actually. Um, uh, there's like mm-hmm. 14 episodes dubbed right now in the U.S. Oh, so, really? That many? Yeah. So I caught up on that just because I wanted to, I wanted to get a feel for it. It feels different, and it's it's good and bad in different ways. Um, one I like because you can tell still they're trying to like they're still trying to do the gym leader trope with like Ash wanting to go after Z crystals and stuff like that, and it's uh it's somewhat annoying because it's very slow paced. Like I'd say slower than Sinnoh, you know. You're just waiting for him to go do the next thing, but he, I, I'm not sure how they're handling that properly because he's stuck on Melee Melee Island like these first like 30 episodes, I swear. Um, and but there, there are some good things like you never like imagine Ash having a home life like you get to see that like there's an entire episode based around Kukui having to leave and he's home alone and he's trying to cook food. Entire episode <laughs> around that. It's fantastic. That so, actually sounds really good. Yeah. So like uh, like th- these are things you'd never see in the old Pokemon anime, which I really enjoy. I like seeing these new situations, uh, a lot of a lot of city settings as well, which I think is really nice. It's not just oh I'm randomly in the woods like every other Pokemon episode, and <laughs> it, so it, it is nice in that sense. Um, but, essentially, this TV show is now shot in LA as opposed to Vancouver. Yeah, essentially that. That's essentially. I mean, it's it's really a different change of tone, but. I've catched up. I've caught you're uh, not catched up. I've caught up on that. And so oh, can, I, can I say can I say one more thing that I've been doing? Yeah, absolutely. Lately? And then we'll cut to the news. Great, fantastic. Um, 
Uh, I've been recording Pokemon Rollout. Uh, thank you to uh, all the Pokemonians who have uh, listened and started, uh, listened to that. It's uh, great to hear the support from you guys. We just recorded a, a an episode recently, and I, I just find it interesting because we literally started out as basically we're walking around randomly in the woods. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty um, good. But yeah, uh, check it out. Uh, if you guys are at all interested, uh, we have a new episode coming out uh, the same day as this Puckle episode. So listen to Puckle first and then go listen to some Rolla. All <laughs> right. So that's going to be it. We're going to kick it on over to some news because there was some news uh, this past week because E3 happened, unsurprisingly. So uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to shift it on over to that. So cue the epic music. <laughs> Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. So we don't want to cover too much in the news uh, with E3 because we're going to discuss some of that in the topic today. But uh, the first thing that should be mentioned is that uh, there's a Pokemon Go event going on. It's literally going to end on Tuesday. So Tuesday, June 20th. So I hope you've listened to the podcast as soon as it came out <laughs> and you didn't know about this. Uh, it's the Fire and Ice event for the Summer Solstice. It's going on right now. So a few things that are going on with it. First of all, all capture experience is multiplied by three, which is really nice. Um, all egg hatching experience is multiplied by five. On top of that, mm. um, fire and ice type Pokemon are more uh, likely to spawn. So that includes things like Charmander and Cyndaquil, uh, Lapras. You see a lot of Shelder lying around, um, yep. a lot of Vulpix. Some uh, seal from time to time. Yeah, you'll see some seal, some stuff like that. You'll see a lot of. I haven't seen any Jinx, which I find really surprising. But that's just. I saw I saw one, but that's probably a one of the rarer ones. Yeah, I, um, I mean, because like, I caught if, a I caught a Rapidash today. If you go if you go downtown Columbus, you can catch all the Jinx you ever wanted. Like I, I'm not <laughs> like no joke. Um, and what really upset me is so like there was a nest migration last Wednesday as well. This is how deep into Pokemon Go I am right now. Um, I know <laughs> when nest migrations happen. Um, so. <laughs> There's a nest migration last week, but the event was already going on. So uh, I went to my normal nest just because I'm like, I can hit up a lot of fire type Pokemon regardless because I need I needed a lot of them. And so I was just walking around and I'm like, I I can't tell what this nest is. It's typically a really good nest. You have a lot of spawns. And then I open up the radar and I'm just like, there's no way. It, it's a Vulpix nest. It's 100% <laughs> a Vulpix nest during this fire and ice type event. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, I don't need a Vulpix nest right now. I could use literally anything else. But that it happens. It happens. Yeah. I want it to be a Charmander nest. Come on, give me a Charmander <laughs> nest. That's what I need. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately that, for me, the only Pokemon I need right now don't nest. So yep. Oh my gosh, Grimer. Tell me about it. Uh, I'm waiting for a Poison type event. I I need some <laughs> or, Grimer. Or how about just give me an Electric Sheep event? That's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those. I've had. You one. have one. I, I, I saw one. the silhouette of one once. I and saw that's all I've been able so, to see. So I saw the silhouette of it once. I saw one in the wild just once, like on the radar. And it was when I was on the ferry boat in Washington State. I was on the ferry boat. And so, like, you're, it's literally, it was literally, like, in between islands on the water in the sound. <laughs> like, there is no physical way for a human being to get to it. Because, um, like, wh- where it was probably spawning, I don't think you get cell phone reception. So there's mm-hmm. just no way you're going to be able to catch it. 
It was uh, it was nuts. Also, the ferry boat goes too fast for it logged too fast <laughs> for the Pokemon <laughs> goat. So that was disappointing. Um, but we were, so uh, moving on from other things. Uh, we got some nice Koro Koro leaks about new things in the movie. Marshadow gets a. Uh, we got the official announcement that Marshadow has its, uh, its own Z move seven. Let me see if I can say this because it's very it's very long winded. Um, it is called Soul Stealing Seven Star Strike. That is what it's called. Uh, essentially, <laughs> he is Hokuto no Ken. Yeah, but... yeah. Essentially, <laughs> he changes colors too for some reason. We don't we don't know too much about that. I'm sure the movie will reveal it to us out of nowhere because it, who I'm very curious. Like this is the first time I'm like curious about the movie plot of a Pokemon movie. Like mm-hmm. every other I time, that, like prior to this, like in since like. I don't know, probably the third movie, honestly. I've just been like, oh, yeah, they're just going to showcase the mythical Pokemon, and that's it. This time it's just like, oh, this is kind of like a reboot or like a what if with Ash of, with Ash's adventure. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of Gen 4 stuff going on. Um, yeah. but is that can... just coming out to uh, Japan this summer? Yeah, yeah. Is typically, right? typically the movies come out in Japan in July, and then we'll get them dubbed later on in the year. It's been really late, typically, because it used to be like October, November, and lately it's been December. Wow. Um, which is really, but I think that was because they were shif- shifting companies, uh, showing off the anime, uh, because they went from Cartoon Network to Disney XD recently, and th- I think that's part of the reason why. It was taking so long, probably because of like deals and stuff, such like that. So I'm kind of hoping that we get like an October, November this year, but I'm not getting my hopes up. We'll get it before. We'll get it before Christmas. I can hey, say Thatch, that. Out of curiosity, really quickly, do you know when Marshadow does hit? Is it going to be in OU or is that going to be the Ubers right away? Uh, we don't know. I don't know. No, okay. nobody's nobody's. Uh, we haven't looked into it. We okay. Typically, I mean, we'll know. We'll know here in like the next couple months. Like as soon right. as as soon as Marshadow comes out in uh the comes out in Japan, which is in July, I think now I think it was confirmed for July twentieth. We'll go ahead and th- they'll start tiering it and everything, so we'll know in like a, a month or two, pretty much right after Uncle okay. Con, we'll know where cool, it lies. Cool. Uh, I I haven't looked at its base stats or anything, so let let me see. I, let me see if I can pull up its base stats and we can I can give a conjecture. I, I'm saying it's probably gonna just be OU. Like that's typically where a lot of these mythicals end up. Um, that's where what's his face ended up. Uh, uh, Volcanion. I mean, Keldeo is still in OU as well. So let's see. Here. Yeah. Um. Oh wait, he Ooh. might go. He could go Ubers. Uh, looking at these stats. Yeah. Uh, base one twenty five attack mixed with a base one twenty five speed. Ah, it's uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's a dangerous beast. Um. He... I mean, there's far worse around but i don't uh, the, think the only person as frail as mega Beatrice. <laughs> yeah he's not as frail but the <laughs> thing is i think another pokemon with similar stats just for just for reference is uh darkrai uh mm-hmm. darkrai's got i think about a 125 speed with like a 125 special attack let me i can double check that real quick darkrai got banned to ubers though pretty much immediately when it dropped yeah yeah so darkrai is very similar 125 base speed 135 special attack so I, I mean, in combination with that, he has Dark Void, but Dark Dark Void's been nerfed to the ground now. So, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, except unless it's being used by Darkrai, but 
But still, uh, yeah, with that speed and the attack, it's yeah. Yeah, with the special attack, it's not those. It's it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. So, uh, moving on though, <laughs> moving on though. In other news, uh, I think we've hit all of the major Pokemon news that we wanted to hit. But um, badge arcade's done, by the way. In the in North America, it's got like one set of badges, and no more will ever be added to it. Uh, the, oh no! It, how it, sad. Yeah, no more, no more losing money to Badge Arcade. Um, the <laughs> the other thing is that uh, that we'll just shift to Puckle news. First of all, Summer League's going on. We talked about it in the intro. Summer League is where you can come learn to be a better uh, competitive battler, and you can battle for badges on the web or on the Discord server, and you get the badges on the website. It's uh, really cool. There's a bunch of badges. You need eight badges to get into the tournament at the end, and when the tournament starts, we'll announce prizing for that as well because i don't want to like i don't want to like blow a bunch of prizing for like six people showing up so get there and the the more people that make it the better the prizing if that makes any sense yeah keep Uh, at it folks yeah keep at it and yeah we'll go ahead with that and let's see i think i think that's one thing yeah uh registration for the tiny tourney is going on and you might want to do that because the megastones being awarded for this are the good ones and the meta is super fun yeah, it's uh, yeah, the the meta is Galadite, Gardevoirite, mm-hmm. and Lopanite. Yeah, these are the good ones. I mean, they'll be out in like two or three weeks after the tournament, anyway, for the general public. And mm, they'll probably. I don't know if that's gonna go that fast. Uh, that's t- it's been going pretty fast recently. It's been like yeah. it's been like a month at worst or something because like I that. Skipped, I skipped a competition, the one yeah. with the, um, the Swampertite. Oh, no, the- no, I got that one. Uh, okay, no, that one's already out. That one's out already. Yeah. Uh, you can, but they'll they'll drop it with like three more mega stones, and I think we're almost we're almost to all of the mega stones now. I think because I think when uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon come out, they plan to have all the mega stones out in Sun and Moon, and I believe that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon will probably have all of the mega stones in it already anyway. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, I I have a good feeling that's what's gonna happen. I mean the the constant meta shift is kind of interesting. It's but, really fun. It's really fun. Um, I, I think I was a big going fan. through it twice would be a bit frustrating. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun though. I I've been having a good time with it. So uh, the last thing though is as I say every week, PuckleCon is happening. People ask me still like what PuckleCon is, and I explain it every time on the show in the news segment. I swear. Uh, <laughs> you Puckle- do. PuckleCon is our annual um, is our annual get together. We're gonna hang out, do some fun stuff, uh, but we're also hosting our own sanctioned TCG tournaments on the Saturday and Sunday. There are also going to be some video game tournaments as well, but they're not sanctioned because our because TO we are all- the Pokemon Underground <laughs> Champions League. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> why. Well, we're gonna try to have some video game fun as well, and we're gonna do some pickup tournaments. So if you're not into the TCG, you can still come. Uh, this is at the Guard Tower in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, those dates are going to be July 22nd and July 23rd. You can come by. You can do those then. Um, it's going to be from, I believe, 10 to 6 on Saturday and 11 to 7 on Sunday. That's on the... what you said last time, so I think so. Yes. And then on the 21st of July, which is the Friday before all this, we're going to be doing a cookout at uh, at an undisclosed location. You can get you can get the address to that location by j- letting me know and letting me jump put you into the PuckleCon Discord chat. So please do that. Um, let's see. Is that, is that everything? Yeah. And so, yeah, come on by PuckleCon. It's going to be a blast. I, I really enjoy it. I'm going to see both of you guys there. It's, I'm really That's excited right. for this. I mean, it's in like, it's in like four weeks now. 
Yes. Like, wow. isn't that super exciting? It's like it is. It's like four weeks away from now. One, two, three, four. Yes. Uh, five weeks. Half. Four and a half weeks. Yeah, and we'll all be together. So it'll be a blast. And I I remember last year it was like four weeks afterwards. Like it's been forever since PuckleCon. Why isn't it here again yet? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. I mean, it's a, it's a fun time. Like it, we had a really good time last year, and I think everybody involved did. And I think we're gonna have a good turnout this year. Like a good turnout. It sounds um, like it. Yeah. I'm gonna. I plan on having at least something like a green Taurus koozie, or uh, I'll have some green Taurus badges to hand out as well. Um, uh, if you mm. if you come and show up, so. I, I plan to have something like to give away, just to be like, "Hey, look, I showed up to PuckleCon, and it'll be a lot of fun." So, that that's gonna. I I am so looking forward to this. You don't even know. Um, oh man, I think I know. Well, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out how we're gonna stream there yet because I don't know what the I don't know what the internet speeds are at the venue yet right now. Um, if we don't stream there, uh, the people that we have back at my place, we're gonna stream there. At least at night, and so we'll get we'll get a few hours in for PuckleCon. So <laughs> you guys can still keep up with what's going on with the PuckleCon. And I'm sure Shamu and I will just stream something on Friday for funsies because he's coming out. So it'll be it'll be a blast. I'm I'm looking forward to just hanging out with everybody and just having a good time, just playing some Pokemon. Oh, yeah. This year's going to be way more laid back than last year too, which I'm so looking forward to. You say that, but you also forget that we're going to be running like four plus tournaments. So yeah, I well, but- <laughs> so like I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally fine. Like nationals was overwhelming just because there was just so much stuff going on, right? And at least when we're going to, uh, at least like we're running these tournaments, and it's going to be straightforward. Like this is the only tournament going on, right? It's not like oh, there's this side event and this side event today. It's like there are two tournaments happening today, and then if people want, they could do pickup events. We could do something. We could do some pickup, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm working on prizing for that. I think we're going to pick up a few boxes of boosters from Guardians Rising. And yeah. We'll see how that goes because Guardians Rising is a fantastic set. It's like it's like the new Roaring Skies, let me tell you. Um, it well, is a fantastic set to pick up I from. can tell you that in my local mall, mm-hmm. I've ne- like, I don't think I've seen Pokemon cards there for maybe 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I walked by one week ago and there is like an entire like shelf stand i don't know mm-hmm. what you call it yeah 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 like Display. that's as tall as me yeah filled with guardians rising pokemon cards like the only reason i didn't pick a pack up is because they're in Italian and i i, I can't use them with you guys so they're useless. that's true <laughs> okay, yeah, but yeah, we'll have some fun. I mean, so at least the first day we're going to do like a standard TCG tournament, just something that's very standard for the TCG folks. Um, and I mean, we can play some other TCG on the side if you don't want to play in that. And we we can also we're also planning on doing VGC that day, and we'll see what else we have time for. Um, but we're also planning on doing uh, a theme deck tournament on Sunday, which I think will be a lot of fun, uh, just nice. because because everybody can play for twelve dollars. You can go pick up a deck and play, right? And so, like, I think that'll be a lot of fun. It's going to be way slower than playing, like, regular TCG, but it'll be a lot of fun. That's something I could definitely get down with, and that might be when we actually get... Because Dr. Arno has been telling me, I want to do the TCG, I want to learn it, I want to get into it, and that might be the good uh, kickoff point. I mean, if she's got cards and wants to build a deck, we can totally build her a deck for the real one. I mean... We... um, uh, we Also, I don't know... I I don't know if I'm going to play yet either, and I have several decks... 
So we okay. can she can borrow one of mine probably. Well, otherwise uh, I have a a Volcanian deck. It's not great, but I have one. And in fact, yeah. she uh, she recently pulled a um, Rainbow Rare Turtonator. Ooh, that's perfect I, for that. That's perfect. I might for see that. if I can slip that one. It'll just be a one off, but I'll see if I can yeah. slip it in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, PuckleCon. That's what we're talking about. Come to it. <laughs> Come to it if you have if you haven't. Um, I get a lot of people telling me that they can't and that's really sad but just remember we're going to be streaming some of it like whether it's at night or during the day it's going to happen yeah and you i'm know. sure jushiro will have some sort of a presence uh recording and putting on a facebook probably mm-hmm. we'll we'll try and get you guys connected as much as possible oh absolutely there will be something going on and i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be a blast so well, uh, yeah, that's it for the news. We're going to kick it on over then guys to puckles pokey quiz where we're going to quiz your co-host on their innate pokemon knowledge and welcome to Poke- Puckle's Pokey Quiz, the segment of the show where we quiz your co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge. So, of course, that means no web browsers, guys. You have to use what's in your head noggins. Uh, there are going to be five questions. One of these questions is going to have a bonus point. On top of that, you get one hint to use throughout all five questions. But if you get all of the questions correct and you do not use the hint, you can use that hint and cash it in for an extra point. These questions, I think, are personally easier than typical ones. So, right. Well, uh, I mean, Whimsicott is like... I've also been really awful at writing questions recently because like, <laughs> it's been an average of like three points per round. No, but Whimsicott is like, essentially, you hear me talking, but it's a prodigy of science. I'm actually sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Kamala. Um, all right, so... Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm a Kamala. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, if you guys are ready, I'll ask you the first question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lob you guys a softball here, and I'm going to ask you question number one. Uh, there, Pokemon are classified as many different things. Uh, some of them are absurd, like Blastoise being referred to as the shellfish Pokemon. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Uh, so, you can go, so you can imagine there's some absurd ones. So what Pokemon is classified as the legendary Pokemon? There's Arcanine. one Pokemon. Yep. Is, that, is that your final answer? Uh, it's at least, yes. uh, it's uh, Arcanine, or maybe it's another one as well, but Arcanine is at least one that is the legendary Pokemon, yes. That, that is correct. Um, because as, as a lot of people probably know, Arcanine was intended to be one of the, mm-hmm. like, legendary trios, but they're like, well, we got two birds, let's throw another you know, bird in there. Yeah, they just made another everyone bird. Everyone says this all the time. I haven't yet found definitive proof that this is the case. There, there was, a, the there was an interview. Count. There was there was okay, an interview good. somewhere. I'll have to find it. I'll find it for you because there was Thank like an, you, it was, was like there was like an early interview. It might have been in like in a magazine or something at the time. Because that would give me immense peace of mind. <laughs> but that is that is a that is a that is the first question, and that is very easy for you guys. Uh, I figured Ooh, that was a high ball. five. Yeah. Okay. So moving on then. Uh, this gets a little bit tougher. Um, so we all know that Gen three was the worst. Um, no, no, we don't. <laughs> we we're all right. we're we're we know it's the worst. Um, Lies. So, generation three. Uh, this is this is like a horrible question. Like it's really cheap. Um, what was the only generation three Pokemon that begins with the letter I? There's only one mm. of them introduced. Only one of them introduced with the letter I. 
Okay, let me think. Yeah, I'm thinking about this as well, because there were a lot of really interesting, uh, interesting one uh, names there. Like you have your Absol, you have, like I almost want to say like Kecleon because it was an iguana. Um, <laughs> See, my well, my actual name starts with I, and so I was once looking up Pokemon that share my initial, but hmm. I don't remember what they were, apart from Iglibuff, which is not a Gen 3 Pokemon. No, uh, let me go through the Gen 3 Pokedex really, really quick. Yeah. Uh, we do have the hint four. as well. We do have yeah, the hint. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I think we should go like 58 seconds, and then if we don't have it, we ask for okay. the hint. Yeah. Well, it's, you're, it's almost time. It's almost time. What? Yeah. That's impossible. Okay. It's been about a minute. <laughs> um... I should know this. I played a lot of Gen 3. Um, I'm going to need an answer. Or you can use the hint, obviously, to extend your time. Do we want to use the hint? Yes. I might as well. I mean, we don't have an answer right now. It's a bug type. Okay. Illumize. There it is. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that is that is correct. Uh, so that is two points for right now. Uh, so you guys are doing well. But you've used the hit. Okay, so question number three. So we're going to go back to Pokemon classifications. You can guess which uh, Bulbapedia page I was on today. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, <laughs> These are actually very hard, except uh, for the Arcanine one. <laughs> so typically, when a Pokemon changes its form in the Pokedex, it retains its Poke- Pokemon classification. It'll retain it. Like Mega Blastoise is still the shellfish Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> except in one case... Um, and there is one Pokemon that, w- upon changing forms, w- has its Pokedex classification change. What is this Pokemon that has multiple Pokedex classifications? I am pretty sure it's Zygarde. Ooh. What do you think, Snag? That's that's a good idea uh, because it has three different ways it can go, and it's hugely different. Uh, by because f- its classification by- is the order Pokemon, but I don't know that Zygarde complete form is the order Pokemon. I'm not sure it is. I can't I can't say for sure necessarily. And by forms, you're talking about Megas or just changing forms in general. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Like the Zygarde okay. forms count. Like just forms count. Um, different. Another one that comes to mind as a possibility would be Kyurem. But, um... Okay. Like, that's not something I know. That's just something that would make some sense. Yeah, here... This is... This, I'll just show this with you. as my first thought. Uh, for me, uh, Shaman came to mind right away. That mm-hmm. was my thought. But, um... I mean, they're all good possibilities, I think. Um... Hmm. Let's see. Let's, um... Pokemon that have forms and that it would make sense for them to change. Um, mm, mm, mm. Huh. I, I think whatever you feel most confident with Whimsicott, uh, we can go with. I would, my vote would be Zygarde, but I, there's no guarantee here. Let's go with it. That is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, um, sorry. The answer is actually Hoopa. 
Um, oh. When Hoopa changes its form, it goes from the Mischief Pokemon, and it, its unbound form is known as the Jin Pokemon. So ah. it, uh, I... Zygarde does keep the order Pokemon classification throughout okay. its forms. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that, but... No, never. Uh, I don't like if you Hoopa. If you watch the anime, you would know that, honestly. Uh, I don't watch the anime. If you watch the anime, because in the XYZ anime, <sighs> uh, which I do suggest you watch, because it is actually very good, um, is... Uh, is that you have uh, two Zygarde cores and they both like are talking about different philosophies of keeping order with each other. It's really, oh. it's really interesting if you go with that, <laughs> but yeah, you can check that out. Um, yeah. Cause one of them has an idea of how, how to maintain order versus the other one. And like there's conflicting ideologies between these two Zygarde cores. Speaking so. of which folks you can find, uh, speaking that's of on, all these, that's on, on Netflix. Yeah, XY, XYZ, as well as the Hoopa movie and the um, Diancy movie are all on Netflix right now. Neither of those movies are worth watching. <laughs> Just as like a heads up. The Hoopa uh, one's okay. The Hoopa one, it, Hoopa's voice. That's almost, <laughs> that's almost Keldeo level. Like, almost Keldeo. Like, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, but okay, moving on, moving on. Question number four. This one's worth two points. One for each right. answer. So uh, there are several regions throughout Pokemon. We have several in spinoff games. We have several in the main series games. We got new locations in those and remakes. Uh, but in the anime, there are two exclusive regions in the anime. What are they? Mm-hmm. The Orange Island. Yep. And I stopped watching the anime then. So um, Let me think <laughs> about this here. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of one. Um, in some way or another, I've seen all the uh, all of them. Um, Thatch, are you able to clarify? Are we just talking about like the these are anime? anime ex- that, these are anime exclusive regions. Yeah, and these are just ones that have featured like Ash. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Only only mainline anime. This isn't like okay. uh, we're not talking like Chronicles or anything. Okay, which okay, is an amazing so series, that- by the way. I might be completely wrong, but I'm thinking in order for region to count as region, it should have a league. Okay. No. Do you remember? Do you remember any league that's not? I just said no. No. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. said your criteria is wrong. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. So this is a region that doesn't have a league necessarily, and the only thing I can think about is uh, the Battle Frontier. But I assume that technically happened in Hoenn. Um. And I wouldn't be able to name the region. I, I would have no clue right now. So uh, let's uh, just take a one point with Orange Islands. That is correct. And we can make up a name. Uh, the, the the figure Chipelago. Yep. Okay, so it's correct on one account with the with the, with the, uh, with the Orange <laughs> Islands. It's incorrect uh, with the what did you call them? The Fiji-ish islands or whatever. Um, that no, is incorrect. The they were. As- Figgy Berry Archipelago. Uh, the, so, so it was an archipelago still. Uh, the second oh. one. The second one was the Decl- the uh, decor the color islands. I actually uh, knew this at one point in my yeah, life. Yeah, wow. yeah. Those. It was also an anime exclusive region. There were some fun adventures that happened in that one. Ash actually got his Charizard back for that, and it was really cool. Um, that was just, that happened right after Unova. It was uh, oh. because they're just like, oh, black and white. Okay, we're waiting for a new game. Uh, let's go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's what's right. going on. Uh, so, 
That gives you guys three points for the day. I hope you get one more because I'm trying to get the averages back to four. So, <laughs> uh, this next one's the stat question as I ask every week. Uh, I let you guys pick the type as I always let you guys pick the type now. Um, so we're talking about fairy type Pokemon. What fairy type Pokemon are tied for the highest base defense stat of all fairy type Pokemon? If you just get one, you get the point. You don't need both. Okay. One is Tapabulu, I think. Base defense, as I said. And the well. other might be Mega Mawile, but let's think about it. Fairy types. Um, I'd say Bulu mm-hmm. sounds like a good one. Mega Mawile sounds like a good one. Um, yeah, they they just make a lot of sense, but I want to make sure I'm forgetting something really obvious. Hmm. I mean, yeah, um, when you um, think about fairy type tanks, they're usually especially bulky. So yeah, uh, I, I say you might know better than I would. But what about like um, uh, Spritzy or Swirlix or their evolved forms? Especially defensive, all of them. Okay. Right. Like uh, Sylveon is special defensive, Florge is special defensive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, yeah, Spritzy's evolved form might be on the list, but I, I, I just don't see it reaching a bull when Mega Man Wild. Okay. So should we? Uh, I, I assume we can only submit one of these. You can. You just submit one. It'll count. Whichever, okay. if they're tied or whatever. That's fine. Okay. Well, I assume since uh, you are, uh, not to give too much of your gym team away, but since you're running uh, one of the top of Bulu, uh, let's, let's run with that. Uh, that is unfortunately incorrect. Oh, no. Oh. As if Bulu does have a high uh, defense set, I think it's like base 115. Ma- Mega Isle's base 125. But yeah. uh, even better than that is Carbink tied with Deonsi. <gasps> Uh, for base 150. See, there was something we were forgetting. Yeah. And so car- so those are correct. So you guys get three points for the day. That still changes the ladder, uh, fortunately, uh, because I'm only giving away three points a week right now, apparently. <laughs> uh, so so keep that in mind. I Only one of you is past 10 at this point. Uh, That's me. I've just added in sound effects because I didn't stop it. Uh, okay, we stopped it. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna go ahead. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and sort these. Uh, so currently the standings are Snag in first place with 12 points. Uh, we have Jushiro in second place with eight points. Maximus in third with seven. Scrawn in fourth for seven. Uh, he's tied with Maximus for third. Uh, Whimsicott, you're in fifth place all by yourself with six points. Bo is in sixth with five, Dr. Shamu in seventh with four, Viger in eighth with three, and Gator in ninth with two. So that is it, guys. That is it for this week of Puckles Pokey Quiz. We were we will take a short break here, guys, and we'll come right back at you with the topic. Greetings, listeners. It's the Puckle Shadow President Scrawn, here to reveal top secret information about the league's behind the scenes behavior. For those who are not yet aware, Puckle has begun top-secret operations on our Discord server. To join us there, visit our website and click on the chat tab. Our website also has a variety of extra features, including badge earning and the ability to listen to older episodes. Lastly, be sure to send in mailbags to pucklepodcast at gmail.com so that you can tell everyone how much you adore me. 
this and see you on the dark side of the flip-flop. <laughs> and on to the topic. Our topic today is going to be referring to E3. During E3, uh, for those of you who did not pay attention to the Nintendo Spotlight that did take place, uh, uh, Ishihara was on from the Pokemon Company to say that Pokemon is, in fact, working on a Pokemon game for the Switch and that it will not be ready for more than a year. So... Um, this, this is the, this is going to be our jumping off point. I just want to, I want to take that piece of factoid and go with it. Cause that's all we got is that they're working on a game for the switch and that's where we're going. Um, I'd like to open with, I have had, uh, I think I, I don't want, I don't mean to call him out, but I, I just want to use this as an example. Um, the real EV tagged me in our discord earlier this week mm-hmm. and he told me that I was right. That gen four was coming and I was very confused because I had heard nothing about a gen four game being released. <laughs> And yeah. I I had asked him, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, they're making a game for the Switch. It has to be Gen 4. And I'm like, no, probably not. <laughs> um, so um, let, I, I just want to go through my reasoning, and I'm sure Whimsicott will agree with me. Um, so so first, I'll, I'll disagree just to be the uh, you can be that guy. You can be that guy. So <laughs> so I mean, I mean, the, the disagreement that you can have with me right now is just be like, Pokemon is not predictable anymore. Look at black and white, too. Um, but you, I, I'm going to get and even ultra sun and ultra moon like holy crap I, I like i don't know what's going on anymore um so so we have let's let's open by saying that pokemon has never crossed into a new platform uh as with it with a with mid-generation, like mid-generation. they've never they've never gone cross-platform mid-generation that's never happened so saying that gen 7 remakes are going to happen in uh in, on the switch that's an absurd idea i mean even even going back to the idea that pokemon's going to be on the switch like a few weeks ago that we were talking about during the pokemon direct i i don't think that's feasible just because mm-hmm. pokemon again i mean i could see maybe like a, like the only thing they could have done which would have been the first time they would have done anything like that has been like okay you can play this on the 3ds and on the switch um the only way i could see that happening though is if the switch was using like 3ds size cartridges or something because mm-hmm. they they did do that with gold and silver if you do remember they, the gold and silver games could be played on the Game Boy Color as well as the old Game Boy. That's right. Um, they could. Yes, have. but that I don't think that's comparable situation. No, I don't. I, I I agree with you. It's not 100% comparable at all. Um, because uh, the Game Boy Color was literally just a Game Boy. Uh, exactly. And, and it served the exact same purpose. Mm-hmm. It was like saying, "Oh, this game is on the Nintendo DS, and this one is on the Nintendo on the DS. new." It's like it's like on the new 3DS or something like that. Yeah. I, it's it's one hundred percent the same thing. Uh, there was just like more exclusivity with the Game Boy Color. There were a lot of Game Boy Color specific games, and Puzzle League. I should have bought Puzzle League. I never did that. I <laughs> I got so many hours of enjoyment out of that game. Um, but I digress. But yeah, so so you don't have that. I mean, Pokemon is unpredictable. Uh, very unpredictable. Two, if we do get a Gen Four remake in this generation, they could totally do it in twenty eighteen because I'm pretty sure we're not getting the Switch game until twenty twenty nineteen. Um, the, the other thing is, I think that just to like go back to the Pokemon Direct last week is Pokemon has never been a quote unquote launch title for any system it's been on. No. no. Like that, never. That is, one, that is one pattern that they have followed is that they've well, always they, had an install base. Yeah, they, they want to have the, they, Game Freak really likes having the install base before they go ahead and make the game for the system. Uh, I, I think it just make it makes their sales numbers look larger. <laughs> In general, because they're not being a, a quote-unquote system seller, though they are. They're just, like, pushing it past the hardware that's already been sold. And, and I mean, going... Uh, I think... 
I think Nintendo is perfectly fine with that because ever since mm-hmm. the beginning, Pokemon has been a main force in actually prolonging the life of every handheld Nintendo console. Yeah, no, this is. I think this is really good news, honestly, for the Nintendo Switch, because I, I, I mean, we'll probably. So next year, I'm saying there won't be a game. Um, I'm doing that in hopes that there will be a game. Um, <laughs> Again, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a game next year. Like, if next year comes around, no Pokemon game. Because we did go through that really long drought between um, X and Y, and or, or as and, and Sun and Moon's announcement. We went through that incredibly long drought. Um, that was the Even longest time. we didn't time. have to. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, no. yeah Snag and I so have, have a chip in our shoulder about that. <laughs> yeah, with the Pokemon Z thing, yeah. that's uh, Yeah. But I, I understand completely because, I mean, I with the use something, I, or the Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon thing, I, I don't 100% understand what's going on there. But um, they might be just taking like a second swing uh, at a Black and White 2-esque game because yeah. um, Black and White 2 just – they were the worst selling Pokemon games. That being said, they still sold a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. like they sold a lot of units for Black and White 2, but they did not sell nearly as well as an, as an actual Pokemon game. Whether that be because it's a sequel, I think it's personally because Gen 5 was kind of a, I don't want to say flop, because it was still a successful game, but just because... But by Pokemon they, standards, it just didn't live up to them. Yeah, they, they tried to, well, they tried to do a, there were a couple of things going against them. One, people were really confused as to why they weren't on the 3DS. Um, the same thing that was going, that's going on with the Switch right now, right? Yeah. Um, they, there, people are just like, why, why aren't there Pokemon games on the Switch? Because they want an install base. They want there, they want there to be more than 3 million units out in the wild. Um, and so they, they wanted to wait for the 3DS to come out. And remember, the 3DS was garbage up until almost exactly when X and Y came out. Like just before that, it, it got good. Like when, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening came out, that's when the 3DS got good. And, mm-hmm. and so X and Y came out later that year. So, the three, uh, so just remember, Game Freak like will wait like a year or two before they they go, they launch a game on the console. I thought it was also would be would have been way too much for the Switch this year as well. Like, like yeah, there's something about having like a lot of good games ready for for the Switch, but that doesn't seem to be their overall strategy right now. They seem to have spread out the love, and it seems to be working really well because I mean you got you got Zelda at launch, you got Mario Kart Eight, which uh, I, granted probably isn't that great of a game. Um, just because it was out on the Wii U and they didn't really add too much, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you had ARMS come out just this past week. And then you have Splatoon coming out in July, which I am incredibly excited for, by the way. I know, right? And I Like, I, I am so hyped for Splatoon. You don't even know. Like, I, I played ARMS this weekend, and I'm like, man, I really want to play Splatoon. And <laughs> so... Um, and then after that, you have Mario coming out late October. You have Fire Emblem Warriors filling in that gap. You have like a bunch of third-party stuff filling in that gap, and so it's it's very exciting. And they're just they're kind of just spreading out that love. Just trying to get the Switch started by putting out these games. And Mario at Christmas, I think, is enough. You don't need to put anything else. If you put Pokemon there, you know, little Timmy might have to decide: Do I want Mario or do I want Pokemon? Exactly. And, and you hurt sales one way or the other. You're you're gonna you're gonna end up hurting your sales. And I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, best case, I figured, oh, they'll come out with Pokemon for the Switch in 2018. That doesn't seem to be the case right now because they did say over a year. And I yeah. I, I think they said that very strategically as well. Um, yes, just... from, the, from the phrasing, I was under the impression that it was like, well, uh, holiday 2018 um, uh, release 
like is still a tiny possibility on the horizon if yeah. the marketing is good for it, if the development is ready, if mm-hmm. lots of ifs. And mm-hmm. they essentially didn't want to exclude it completely, but well, they didn't. They, 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 like a lot of games, they, a lot of games, they put a 2018 stamp on at E3, um, and this is one that they did not. Uh, also, I think this was partially a response to the community's like overwhelming disappointment that there wasn't a it Switch might, game coming. It might yeah. very well just be. because it, it feels like it was a very shoehorned in part of the presentation. And I would agree they, with that. They were just like. And so Ishihara is like pretending to write at his desk. I thought that was hilarious, by the way. Just like you're pretending to have him write at his desk like he's busy. Um, and, uh, the one thing I did take away from that entire thing, like, by the way, this is, com- this is completely off topic about the discussion, but there is a little beware plush sitting on his desk where the beware <laughs> is just like sitting there and it's adorable and they finally just put it on Pokemon Center. So. <laughs> I I kind of want to buy this Beware plush. I saw that. So. It is super cute. <laughs> it is super oh cute. I saw that, and I'm just like, that was my main takeaway from that part of the Direct, by the way. <laughs> um, it wasn't that there's a game coming out. I'm like, yeah, duh. Um, that, that It was literally like the confirmation of what, I don't know. I I, I have to, I have Honestly, to reel myself though. back a little bit sometimes because I know that I know the speculation more than a lot of other people do because mm. I, I've paid, I've spent way too much time going over like the data and the patterns that they have <laughs> the thing is the thing is the pokemon company had already announced like a year ago that they were developing a game for the switch but this time yes. to have confirmation that it is game freak actually doing that it's and game that freak it and it's a core, core rpg, RPG. Mm-hmm. a core rpg pokemon game like everyone had different ideas about what a pokemon game on the switch would be well and i now, feel like I- I feel like they didn't want to. I I feel like they didn't want to go out and say that just yet. One because Pokemon's coming out in, in September, so like why why try to eat into those sales right? Eat into that Pokemon exactly. hype on the Switch, and then on top of that, you have Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming out. First, you wouldn't want to split that between consoles. Um, second, uh, I I feel like if you announce like I really I really feel like there's a shoehorn in just because that kind of overshadowed the previous week's announcement of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Right. Exactly. They, like it creates for Ultra Final one the exact same problem that Black and White had. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't out long enough before Black and White two before X and Y were announced. Exactly. Well, only in the U.S. They were out for a significant time in Japan, yeah. and then and then Black and White two were, but those came out in like October. I no late September. Late September, they came out in the U.S. And then you literally at the beginning of January had an X and Y announcement. So it was like it was less than four months. You, these games were out, so you yeah, ate into the sales because you're just waiting for the new game, you know. And exactly. which was really well, upsetting because I thought Black and White Two were fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, were you gonna say something, Snag? I'll let you go uh, ahead. I've been I was gonna, in the spotlight. I was gonna comment about how I think Gen Four remakes are coming, but I think we're probably looking at like a 2020 release on those. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, let me paint you a picture here. Uh, uh, Pokemon says we're coming out with a new main series RPG game for the Switch, and they finally make the announcement, and hey, take a look. It's a game you've already played. Yeah, no, it's going to be Gen 8. It's going to be Gen 8, 100%. Absolutely. And then, I mean... there, there's two opportunities for there's two opportunities for gen for gen four remakes. It's either going to be next year, which I think would be really rough, and I don't I don't Actually, think because because Pokemon's not a one hundred percent yearly 
uh, really on a 100% release cycle, unless they somehow, I mean, they are hiring staff, so maybe, but, yeah. um, uh, but so like I could see next year being the year without a Pokemon game. Um, yes, but, I have, I have something yeah. to say about that. And I, yeah, I go, ahead. Everyone, go ahead. Everyone is going to hate me. No. Uh, I'm going to share the, the blame quote unquote with our Sigma, who is the one who gave me this information. Uh, remember mm, yes. the whole story about uh, there's a Z coming because there are still games that can get the Pentagon symbol mm-hmm. in the code. Yes. There are no games left in Gen 7. Yeah, yeah, there are no games left in Gen Seven, but like, what's stopping them from updating it? That's that's the one thing. I think. Uh, I think. I think. Have to, you have to completely overhaul Bank if you do. Okay, that's completely. fair. One hundred percent fair. I mean, they, well, they did do that once before, to be fair, um, because they they, they had they had to do that massive update. Still have a generation though. I don't. I don't know. Maybe they will, but I doubt it's it. Like, I I really I feel like Gen Four is late later, and they're gonna focus their energy on the Switch anyway. Ultra Sun yeah. and Ultra Moon, I'm 100% happy with because it, it, it completes the, uh, I, the main complaint I have with Gen 6 is we spent so much time in Hoenn and I already spent a lot of time in Hoenn. Like I had two years in Hoenn. Yeah. Okay. Where Hoenn was like the game to play because I couldn't get 24 of the megas on X and Y and that upset me. Like <laughs> the music in X and Y was so much better. Uh, yeah. And- I mean, I love. Love, 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 love Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but I mean, I got to the end of Generation Six, and X was still my main game. Mm, yeah, I want. Well, I really wish, like you know, because I stream and I do the battle viewer battles and everything. And at the end of Gen Six, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I really wish I could play with the uh, with like the trainer music from Gen Six from X and Y, but you can't with there's trainer a, no customization in battle. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, that was that was the upsetting thing. And so I'm really happy that we're getting Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, just so that like we can still stay in Alola. Yeah. One one more comment on on the Gen Six stuff. I think a lot of us mm-hmm. uh, in our chat have said that we wanted to go back to Kalos. We wanted to play Kalos again, and I've told mm-hmm. you guys several times if they copy and pasted 85% of X and Y. And then threw that Zygarde uh, collectible thing in there uh, yep. and made a Zygarde story. I would have loved that. And I would have been like, yes, this is exactly what I want. And they could have filled that one-year void, in my opinion, very easily. Granted, I'm just a layman, and I don't really know all the details that go into making yeah, I, a, a I, game. But. Yeah, no, that's, that seems very simple, but I feel like there's more that goes into it. I think uh, I'm going to tell you what I told Snag in the chat. Yeah. I think from a technical standpoint, he's completely correct. Mm-hmm. But from a marketing standpoint, they wanted to avoid a black and white two situation mm-hmm. because at I, one point, they knew they wanted to announce Sun and Moon on the 20th anniversary and mm-hmm. essentially getting a game out and then two months later saying, oh, by the way, there's another game coming out. It's a new generation. They that's, knew. That's 100% work. why if you look at Pokemon announcement, Pokemon game announcements, uh, they're always announced in May. Because they always come out around the holiday time, and they always wait for, until May for like the mid-generation yeah. announcements, and that's why we got our announcement in June because they didn't want to eat into <laughs> the Pokemon Sun and Moon sales. I mean, they, I, they're the word on the street is they, uh, they, they had this like really huge marketing plan for Sun and Moon just to keep going through the first half of the year, and mm-hmm. then all the 3DSs sold out. <laughs> wow, uh, so, they did. <laughs> and so they didn't do it. So it was uh, it was very quiet on the Pokemon front for a while. But I mean, I'm really happy with Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I'm I'm waiting for like more information. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I really want to know, like, because they say alternate story and everything, and I, I know this will all be clarified, like, once we get the first, like, real trailer. Yeah. Mm. I, don't, I, I have to see what it, what it has to bring. Like, right now, like, I just, I recently finished going through and completing the Pokedex and getting all the Zygarde cells, so I'm kind of okay on, on Alola for now. But, I mean, if they have a really compelling story, uh, I really hope they give us uh, some more Alola forms. Yeah, you're getting Liger Zero. That should be enough. Um, <laughs> and, but, yeah, no, so, like, I, I would like to see more Alola forms. I think that's the one place they can expand. Um, hey, by, by the way, folks, if you hear us say the word Liger Zero and you're like, what are you talking about? Do yourself a favor and go look up uh, the anime called Zoids. It's yes. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of people know know Zoids. I feel like they have to at least know the joke. Um, but in, but, in case, in case yeah, they don't, yeah. in case they don't, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have we have that, and I don't. Know, I think Alola forms are definitely the way to go in terms of expansion. I think those are the most natural. Yeah, way to you look at you it. don't fill up the Pokedex. People were pretty okay with them i think they're well, well if you look at if you look at like the last generation we got because they, they keep adding things to generations like we got z moves instead of um instead of mega mega stones this time around mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't be surprised if we at least see at minimum new z moves specific to pokemon i wouldn't be oh, surprised yeah. i mean we had a few we had a few cutscenes in that like quick trailer we got with the Mimikyu or lycanroc those could maybe they yeah. get their own get their own z moves I kind of hope that those are story elements instead, but that's just honestly me. like from from the way that those are cinematically done. Yeah, uh, those are not Z moves; those are trial starting. Actually, I, I, I think I think it's one on one. I think Lycanroc is a new totem Pokemon, and Mimikyu gets a Z move because Ooh. that was like the animation maps like that onto the animations from Sun and Moon. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that I mean, I I'm really excited for this though. Like Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. That's that's the we've gone we've gone in a very good natural progression from yeah. There's a game coming out for the Switch, but we got a Pokemon game coming out this year. Come on, let's let's calm down. Um, I mean, um, I'm I'm so afraid that it won't be different enough because Mm -hmm. um, remind me remind me again. Like uh, Platinum is. The only version, like the only third version. No, wait. Okay, so yellow was obviously a third version in Gen One, and there was nothing else in the middle. Yeah. But in Gen Three, it was um, ruby sapphire, fair red, leaf green, and then emerald. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And instead, in Gen Four, it was uh, diamond, pearl, and platinum, and then hardcore silver. Right. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Okay. So it has to be. At least at as different from Diamond and Pearl, uh, from from Sun and Moon as Platinum was from Diamond and Pearl. At or, least, yeah. Uh, or, it says it says alternate story though. Like, I mean, it does, but you know what they do, like, right? I mean, they tell you, it's, yeah, you they, have new. Pokemon I, that's why. That's why. That's why I'm sitting here. That's why I'm sitting here waiting for my real trailer. I'm sitting here exactly, waiting for my yeah. real like, trailer. I know what I want. And I know what I'm afraid of. Yeah, I, I know, I, I do want it to be a sequel. I would love for it to be a sequel. I don't, um, I don't think it's gonna be. And I don't think so. I don't think so. That's me. But, um, like I, I did an entire article about this last week, and mm-hmm. I think you either change very little, or you change almost everything about the plot of Sun and Moon. And the fact 
that the plot of Sun and Moon hinged on several really big reveals mm-hmm. makes me hope that they're gonna go the let's change almost everything. I just route. I just hope there's there's a few things that I think because I just watched a video from the the uh just before sun and moon today i was watching a video of like facts about pokemon sun and moon from before the launch and i just remember like there were a lot of un- there's still like a there's a good number of unanswered questions um yes. like if we if we just look at ultra beast in general like what are they why are they here nobody we didn't really get a good answer for that yeah right and so i'm kind of hoping we can with ultra sun and ultra moon we can get more into that because I was really expecting them to be more integrated into the story. Like with with you get to see UBO too, depending on which game it is. If you if you get Carton or not Carton, you get uh, Buzzwool or Feromosa. Yeah, um, and you you get to see them like about to fight Tapu Koko with Hala, and so I really I really wish we could get a little bit more with that. You know, like I you you see that happen, but it doesn't have any impact on what's going on in the game or anything. And, yeah, and UBO one uh, Neo Lego. Mm-hmm. Only showed up what twice, twice. Yeah, three, three I, times, I'm really, I I'm really hoping we can just get like a lot more Ultra Beast. Like, give me a lot more Ultra Beast, and give me some lore. Give me something more than oh yeah, these guys just, are scared and they're just randomly here. I just like spaced out for thirty seconds because like flash a theory and yeah. <laughs> stop me if I go too far. But no. It's like you, you know I'm I'm a fan of uh, the stories that like tell you like this tiny thing changed and this is an entire alternate timeline mm-hmm. like Gen Six and mm-hmm. so the Ultra Beasts seem to come from a world where there are very powerful Pokemon battling against each other hence the Beast Boost ability like the stronger just snowball and gets stronger and stronger and stronger uh, but you don't see anything resembling a human in the um, exactly no I'm kind of hoping I'm kind of I'm kind because remember no, we I'm made all of these we well before the games came out remember we made all these comparisons between people and Ultra Beast right like mm-hmm. Hala looks yeah, a lot like Guzzlord and then you have Lusamine Lusamine having a very uncanny like um, resemblance, resemblance to Faramosa yeah. And then you have That's Lily not... and and UBO one. Um, you have uh, with Nihilego, and it's just exactly. it's very. That's not what I was going, but similar. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, like in Gen Six, they tell you, okay, Universe A, AZ didn't fire a weapon, Mega Evolution was never created, and mm-hmm. everyone lived happily ever after. Universe B, AZ fired a weapon, but remember. The weapon was supposed to wipe out essentially everything, mm. and it didn't because he stopped it at some point. Yeah. What if there is a third universe in which she turned it on and never stopped it? And I feel like I feel I feel like I feel, I feel like that's like way too much. <laughs> I, I I think that's where I don't think that's where it's going at all. Uh, no, I w- probably not. But it would be cool. We're gonna get something though because I mean gonna, yeah. there's definitely gonna be more Necrozma lore. Which I'm I'm really looking forward to since we got pretty much zero uh, yeah. in the last game. So I'm kind of well, looking. That's that's what they do when they they put out their first two games and you get mm-hmm. nothing on the first uh, on the third version thing. Yeah, and then <laughs> the third one goes into it like uh, di- uh For example, if you go back to uh, Diamond uh, Diamond, oh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, you know, um, 
Giratina was, I mean, it was a legendary you could catch, but it was just like, oh, go here, run around in this cave for a while and catch it. Um, same thing with Zygarde, uh, same thing with Kyurem in the first, in the first black and white games. Mm -hmm. They don't, they basically say nothing about it. And then mm -hmm. they wait for the third or third and fourth version to really flesh that out. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're get... for the next generation in poor Zygarde's case. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Zygarde. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll, I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, just for the sake of time, cause we can go on forever. Um, and so. <laughs> So we're, we're going to take a short break here, guys. We're going to go to commercial, and we'll come back at you guys with the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Hey, Scrawn, are you thirsty? Yeah, actually, I would That's like to glass That's great. Drink this. Uh, what is it? It's Corsola Cola. Corsola Cola is Pokemon fresh. Thousands of Corsola are tossed into vats to create a bubbly, delicious drink. We never see them again. Corsola Cola, it doesn't make your gums bleed. Poke of the episode. And welcome back to Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon this week is National Dex number 798, Kartana, the Drawn Sword Pokemon. The Pokemon Sun Pokedex entry says, This Ultra Beast came from the Ultra Wormhole. It seems not to attack enemies on its own, but its, its sharp body is a dangerous weapon in itself. Because it gives you yeah. paper cuts. Uh, Essentially, yes. But you know, when they describe this Ultra Beast to you, they really freaked me out. Like, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I had seen the artwork for Cartana in the Coro Coro League, but I was yeah. like, I was trying not to spoil myself too much, so I glanced at it and then I forgot about it. And I was imagining like something like covered in blades and something that like I have I, I have an actual fear of cutting myself. Like I don't use mm -hmm. very sharp knives. And, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh. This is going to be so terrifying. And then I go into Melee Garden and Ultra Beast encounter and the grass shakes and it parts and angry face Cartana comes out and then the game zooms out a lot. And Cartana <laughs> is like four inches tall. And I'm like, God, you're just a tiny origami samurai. <laughs> and and sitting there, I will cut you. I will, I will cut you. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, ooh, such a pretty baby coming to this peaceful. <laughs> uh, so Cartana is a good Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> it is one of the better Ultra Beasts. I mean, I mean, better Ultra Beasts. It's not Guzzlord. So. <laughs> uh that that's really the answer um the basic sets are swords dance you're just running swords dance leaf blade smart strike sacred sword um i think it's got a couple i think one of the moves that i think is underutilized on kartana personally is night night sl uh night slash i use I, that i think you should honestly because it, it does hit a lot of things um especially pre metagross ban i feel like that would have been a really smart move because yeah. that does hit metagross super effectively and that that would have made a huge difference so plus honestly all of its moves like are good but they are they tend to be walled by a wild plethora of thing while dark yeah. type is such good neutral coverage. Mhm. Mm yeah, no, it can be it can be walled. I think one of the biggest things is Alolan Marowak, honestly, and I think Night Slash just finishes that off really nicely. Sacred Sword is a great move to have. 
I agree mm-hmm. with that. But I think, I think, uh, I don't see too many like bulky normal types running around anymore. So I feel like I feel like Night Slash would be a really good option instead because Smart Strike's really nice to have. Leaf Blade's really nice just both for the stab. Uh, and but then you throw Night Slash Night Slash on. I mean, you, I've seen it with a host of Z moves as well. Um, mm-hmm. So throw on Darkium Z. See what happens. It'll be fun. Um, the other th- the other way you can run this. Uh, Focus Sash. Focus Sash is pretty typical. Um, though you do want to watch out for those hazards with Kartana. And I think even just doing like one of the Z moves is a really good option when it comes to that. Um, I mean, that's pretty much Kartana in a nutshell. Yeah, um, I mean... Unless you um, want to scarf it like Whimsicott does. but I mean, I, yeah, you have almost successfully convinced me that in post-bank that's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. There's a lot of things that were a good idea in, in Free Bank. Let me tell you, uh, like Zergatry, that was a fantastic idea in Free Bank. Um, yeah. Not so much anymore. I mean, Zergatry. we can we can put yeah, my scarf on your Zergatry and it can like stroll downtown and feel fashionable if useless. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you can still use Zergatry, but the problem is, I I don't know. At least for me, like if I face a Zergatry, I'm like, okay, it's gonna do. If it's a, if it's a threat, it's gonna either be choice scarfed or it's gonna be tail glow. If it's not one of those two things, it's not a threat, and that's that's typically the case in OU. There's right there's one other really peculiar Cortana set that our Sigma uses, mm-hmm. and it's really really well. Is that for really VGC? Is that for VGC? No, no, no. It, okay, it's, it's for singles. Yeah, okay. but I, I, again, I don't know if that is usable post bank. What what is it? What is it? Just out of curiosity. Uh, you know what? In case he still uses it, I'm not gonna tell oh, you. Oh, okay. Well, now you're ruining the show. You're making it less entertaining. Um, I mean, I respect our Sigma as a battler, and mm-hmm. obviously, when you go for such an interesting set, surprise is part of its strength. So well, let's see. I don't think well, his just means uh, you need to available. find uh, our Sigma in the Discord and give him a battle. Say, use your Cartana. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, I will. I will totally tell you off air. Mm. Okay, that sounds fair. <laughs> None of you need to know. Just by the way. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, I, I, I can tell two people. I don't want to tell. Yeah, everyone. no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> so the uh, so the TCG card has not existed. I'm really expecting it to be in the uh, TCG set after Burning Shadows, um, just because it's all about Ultra Beast in that next one. I think Guzzlord's one of the Pokemon on like the packs, so. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm hoping there's a good Guzzlord card. So <laughs> um, we have the ability Beast Boost as well. It's just fantastic. Cartana, that, that's Cartana in that shell. Um, it's light. It's one of the lightest Pokemon. Um, it has the highest base attack stat of all Grass and Steel type Pokemon. High, tied for the highest base defense for Steel and Grass type Pokemon with Ferrothorn. Um, and let's see. Cartana uh, has the lowest special defense of all Steel type Pokemon because it is awful mm-hmm. on that end. And it is the lightest Pokemon tied with Ghastly, Haunter, Flabebe, and Cosmog. It's also very small. So for those of you who are in yes. the tiny tournament, either look at using this on your team or expect to see it. Yeah. You'll definitely see it. You'll definitely see it because what it, he's only a foot tall, and it's all based on paper cuts. So that, um, that's what I named my Cartana: paper yeah. cut with an exclamation point. Because it's literally all about paper cuts. So yeah, um, and I I honestly didn't realize this until I saw it, and I realized it was an origami. And uh, like, uh, besides being an origami, it was really clear to me because uh, carta is um, paper in Italian. So uh, <laughs> that's where the joke comes from in Cartana. 
it's a katana made of paper. Yeah, it's so. hilarious. So that is it for the Pokemon of the episode this week. Very short one because it doesn't have a TCG card. Um, so you can check out more about Kartana. I'm hopeful. I'm hoping that sometimes I fly. Um, really enjoys this one because it's a good one, like an actual good one. Here, have a good one. Um, <laughs> so, so there we go. Uh, that is it for the Pokemon of the episode. So we are gonna kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Sending your emails. You got me. The mail's here. You got me. Check your inbox. You got me. It's time for the mailbag. Mail. And on to the mailbag. In the mailbag, we or th- welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is brought to you by the Energy Great. Jo- uh, <laughs> the mailbag is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And I thought hooves. I was the one who needed one, but... Yeah, third third time's a charm. Wow. <laughs> I just, like, forgot the intro. Uh, welcome to the mailbag segment, guys. This is where we read listener mail. Um, you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You can also give us your thoughts on uh, whatever you want. We typically have a prompt. Last week, we asked you guys what your thoughts on Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon were. So that's what it is. Um, you can go ahead and just send these in. And if we find an email we think is generally funny, generally good, we'll go ahead and give them the Green Tauros badge on the website. So let's go into it. This first one is from Red7. Good afternoon, Thatch and Puckle crew. This is Red7 reporting in for this week's mailbag. I've come to tell you my tale of how I found my new and true love. A love that has remained a mystery to me until recently, and it's all thanks to you and the wonderful host in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. It all started last Monday night. I went to my local Walmart to buy my first ever Elite Trainer Kit for Guardians Rising. In my third pack, I was amazed to find that I had pulled a full art Tapu Lele. My eyes took in the majestic mirror sheen of the most shy guardian of the guardian deities, and I knew I had been hooked. What took place soon after can only be described as an awakening. The radiance of the car unlocked an almost primal urge to buy and collect no matter the cost. That's a dark road to go down. Let me tell yes, you. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I had found a new mission in life. No one would keep me from seeing it through. Life savings? Gone. My kid's college fund? Dunzo. My wife's wedding ring? Pawned and used for more boxes. My hunger was insatiable. <laughs> I swept through the nerd section of every Walmart and Target and ripped the cards out of the hands of children who had <laughs> foolishly dared to take what was mine. <laughs> I'm embarrassed to be said that I had to be escorted out of my store, my face posted on the front doors to deny my entrance ever, forevermore. But that's okay. There are still so many stores to be cho- to choose from. Some may call me insane, but if there was ever a moment that I had a lapse in sanity, the voice of my obsession whispered the truth into my ear. I had a mission, and no one would keep me from seeing it through. So, like, like this all sounds insane, but I opened over a hundred packs of Guardians Rising. Like... Wow. <laughs> yeah, so like let's 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 put that into perspective. Um I stopped going to work to build max rarity decks and spent less time with my wife and children each day. After receiving a call from my boss stating that I had lost my job, my wife had finally reached her break point. Oh god, that's <laughs> hilarious. Um She grabbed the kids and stood at the threshold of our home with packed bags. The moist eyes of my daughters looked up to me in desperation, searching for a semblance of the man they once called father. 
Their cries fell on deaf ears as the mission kept my course true. I couldn't allow their sadness to sway me. I was on a mission and no one would keep me from seeing it through. Happy Father's this, Day, by the way. Yes. Exactly. I was thinking that we were reading this on Father's Day. This is it, Red Seven. My wife choked with reluctance. It's either us or the cards. I barked back at my wife in anger. Can you win me two prizes when you knock out a GX? Can you? I didn't think so. From behind me, I heard one final sob of defeat. My family walked out of my life forever. Well, now I'm crazy poor and alone, and I'm pretty sure I have to find some good parks to sleep in from now on. But that's okay, because now I have all the cards I could ever want. That is until the new Sun and Moon set is released. Later days, Red7, hashtag Buckle10, hashtag Obsessed, hashtag I have a mission and no one will keep me from seeing it through, hashtag Born Alone. That's pretty good. All right. We, so laugh, next... we laugh, but this is probably written in true sincerity. <laughs> uh, uh, so the next one is from uh, the random listener. Who wants to grab that one? Either okay. or. Fight for it. Okay, done. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo. What's going on, Buckle Peeps? It's the random listener here to compose the sweet songs of the weekly mailbag. No thrilling story time this week, as I've been busy with summer stuff. Mailbag. Ultrasound and Moon, Diagnosis, is good. Although it wasn't the switch really that the entire internet and their collective dogs were hoping for, I'm satisfied with this. At least we're getting something, and that something is bound to be an excellent elaboration of the 7th gen story. Fingers crossed. I'm pretty excited to say the least, although many of my friends don't share the same opinion. As for expectations, I expect something big with Lily, more Pokemon in Zax, and possibly something in Kanto. The last one seems like a stretch, but hey, a man can hope. And the girl here with you, hoping. <laughs> um, that's it for this week, folks. Gotta get back to watching E3 streams and all. I'll part with this little thing. Looking for an easy way to beat the heat this summer? Look no further than never melt ice. Put it in your drinks. Put it in your coolers. Put it in your... Well, whatever needs cooling. It's guaranteed to keep you cold and probably won't give you frostbite. Maybe. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's pretty good. Alright, so this next one is from Pokemon Ranger. Alright. Hey, Puckle, Pokemon Ranger here. As we know, last year was Pokemon's anniversary year, which, while celebrating all generations of games, had a big focus on where it started, Gen 1. Sun and Moon gave us regional variants of Gen 1 Pokemon and tied the main story to Kanto. Red and Blue were released on Virtual Console. Pokemon Go released uh, featuring Gen, Gen 1 Pokemon. This time around, however, I believe it's Gen 2's turn. They will tie the story in with Johto, similar to the way they tied Sun and Moon's story with Kanto. Any of the new Pokemon will be a Lola variant of Johto Pokemon. The Johto starters will be the main attraction of the new variants, and will be given a second starter similar to X and Y. And earlier edition, the earlier edition of Gen 2 Pokemon in Go and the upcoming Gold and Silver Virtual Console release, I believe all help point to this conclusion. Cheers, Pokemon Ranger. And Ho is a pretty big feature in the summer movie. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> true. I don't know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Nobody knows what's I happening don't know. anymore. 
Interesting though. Uh, did the Good whole G, did the whole GX card come out already, or is that no? That's in the next coming? set. That's the next okay. set. So, yeah, uh, I you know that's not a bad theory. Um, I personally, I think that uh, you don't mess with starters. I could be wrong about that. Like to actually give them a new variant might be going too mm, far. But... That'd be too far. I would I would prefer to see a Mega Evolution. I need yeah. Mega for Alligator. Let me tell you. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I would love to see that too, but I also feel like that it might be a little bit done with Megas, but we'll see. Uh, they could be. I mean, I, I don't blame them. There's like 50, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so this next one is from Dennis. Hi, th- hi, the one and only Thatch and his equally unique co-host. It is I, Dennis the Mimikyu Maniac, here to curse you with the eternal love and success. Uh, uh, with eternal love and success. Mimikyu Squadron is proud of me. Uh, is a is proud of one of its members being highlighted in the previous episode and showing up in the newest Ultra Sun and Ultra, Sun and Ultra Moon trailer and are happy for the competitive analysis. Quick to the topic. Love the direct, have mixed feelings about you some, but I'm still loving, I'm still glad about giving it an alternate version. Though Game Freak and Pokemon Company, why the Kyrim treatment for Necrozma? I know it's not technically the same since it's part of Solgaleo and Lunala, not the other way around like Kyrim. Still, I'm excited. Best be going. The squadron and I will have to go. We'll be going and to spook and have some fun. Spook you all next time, Dennis. Um, yes, the picture you attached, Dennis, adorable. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, all right, so this next one is from uh, LAMPC. That's what he wants us to call him, but I'm gonna call him Lampic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it, Whimsicott. Okay. Dear Thatch and his stupendous co-hosts, thanks for reading and answering my emails. You have no idea how much joy it brings me. Oh, and I am actually kind of getting addicted to the podcast. There is no going back. I'm <laughs> uh, nowadays, I can seldom be found with my head listening to Buckle. Yeah, that's how it starts. <clears throat> to creep off of Randy L., it's story time. So I was walking around my Pokestop free neighborhood and I found four Skarmory and one Pupitar in Pokemon Go. Ooh, wow. Way to go. Wow. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> then I decided, hey, why not push my luck? I went to GameStop and got a Guardians Rising Elite Trainer Box. Full art lele. And he attaches a picture, actually. I feel like I, got... I feel like these are like way more common than like the Shaman were in Roaring Skies. That's what I think too. Like, <laughs> because they're... these, I, I I see a lot of people pulling these. Unless I've just like know all of the people that have pulled Lele's. Hmm, <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yes, I got a Gold Magikarp in Magikarp Jump, and I don't know if this will work on your computer. But yeah, yeah, we don't see the Gold Magikarp. No, nope. but... <laughs> I see see the Lele. Okay. Yeah. Uh, on the mailbag, I am so hyped for Ultra Sun and Moon. I love the Pikachu trailer, the vehicle, not the video, surrounded by <laughs> all those adorable Pikachu and also Mimikyu Z move! I love the Lunala and Solgaleo forms, although Lunala's looks way cooler than Solgaleo. Mm, kind of, yeah. That's all LAMPC. Lampic. Um, okay. Uh, uh, uh-uh. Not in my he tells universe. us how to pronounce it, but um, it's <laughs> lampic. Uh, you want to get right. this next one from? I think he's new. Um, oh wait, no, he wrote in before. Systemo. Okay, yeah, I'll get this one from Systemo. Yes. Hey, Puckle Crew. A couple weeks ago was my first write-in, but life got busy and I missed last week. But my goal is to write in every week. 
My initial thoughts on Ultra Reveal was meh. I I obviously happily play them, but my personal hype is at an all time low for main uh, for a main series title. They could be uh, that could be a good thing though, as some of us real more realistic fans observed vis a vis stars sometimes lack uh, a lack of hype can do wonders. <laughs> I'm not immune, of course. Like so many other, I uh, I anticipated uh, anticipated something more akin to the main series on Switch. I heard a lot of online chatter saying it would kill Nintendo's strict handheld market. However, I think this is a much more positive opportunity than negative for Nintendo to do a split generation release on both consoles. For example, instead of having release Sun version and Moon version on 3DS, release only Sun version on 3DS and uh, Moon on Switch, keeping all trading and battling mechanics the same. That way we get the traditional method in which we were accustomed to consuming the mainline games while also hopefully getting a new and exciting version on a much more uh, powerful machine. Um, um, can I stop you for a moment? Please, I was um, going to stop anyway. <laughs> Okay, um, I, w- I really want to comment on this because um, I think like everyone here in Puckle is essentially uh, uh, an older quote unquote Pokemon fan, mm-hmm. but yeah. to think that you can split it this way would mean thinking that for a kid of ten, it is the mm-hmm. same to get uh, like. A, a, a 2DS and a Switch, and that is definitely not the case. You're 100% right. So, yeah, it's I an interesting. It's an interesting idea, and like I, I think it's uh, partially inspired. I mean, if you think about what happened when uh, the first Mystery Dungeon games came out, they mm-hmm. came out on Game Boy Advance and DS at the same time. Yeah, but that was that was different. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that was definitely different. Yeah. The point the point of Pokemon having two games is um essentially to encourage people peers to play mm-hmm. together. And you can do that if like all the kids below the age of 13 have a 3DS and all the kids above the age of like Yeah, you create you create a you, can, a you create a separation. Yeah. Exactly. I I agree entirely. Although he he, he is saying that um uh, that you'd still be able to like trade between the versions, and you'd still be able to. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, th- there's no connectivity about... between the 3ds and the Switch like that. First of yes. all, and second, um, you have to think about essentially in the end what they are trying to do is make money so they can keep doing what they're doing. And mm-hmm. uh, remember what happened with uh, Super Smash Brothers 4? They mm-hmm. did release it on the. Um, 3ds and on the wii u but they were essentially like if you have the 3ds you get you get it for the 3ds if you have the wii u you get it for the wii u mm-hmm. if you can you get slight bonuses for getting both but Not essentially really what even. we want you to do is to buy both if you have both consoles so yeah, yeah it kind of it kind of they were trying to use smash for like a system seller as well for the wii u and I think they just cannibalized themselves by putting it on 3DS. Because they, they yeah. even launched it on 3DS earlier, which was even worse. Like, they, I mean, they, they, they definitely slightly, cannibalized themselves. They are slightly different beasts, but yeah. I, I guess what I'm getting at is 
there are so many people getting two versions of the games for themselves and so many families like where you have two siblings and you mm-hmm. get one version for each sibling and if it was for the switch you simply couldn't do that yeah i agree yeah. you're 100 right. right all right let's let's pick this up and uh finish off his email right. yeah uh, I don't know about uh, about my fellow Puckalonians, but from the moment I picked up Breath of the Wild, I was constantly thinking that it was an amazing blueprint for what the Pokemon game we've always, uh, what could be the Pokemon game we've always dreamed of. Uh, to be honest, I think that's probably a, a good, uh, not a bad idea when we see Pokemon for the Switch. Maybe that's a little ambitious, but I mean, it's a possibility for sure. I don't think that's what's going to happen. There's actually a there's actually just recently a uh, statement by Reggie about that. Um, it says the quote is it'll be a traditional experience in which we will search, fight, search for, fight, and train Pokemon. Uh, but so, I mean, graphic graphically though, I mean, probably not open world, but graphically, it could be that good. Graphically, I, I mean, I, I don't care about graphics in a Pokemon game. They could literally, <laughs> they could literally go back to like Game Boy Advance graphics, and I'd be like, this is Pokemon. I mean, yep. look at look at look at the difference between other titles for the Nintendo DS and Pokemon Diamond yeah. and Pearl. Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, where like they could have easily been a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, yeah. No, this is like it's literally the uh, I don't know. It, it Pokemon's such a good example of everybody who like goes for the uh, goes for console power in like arguments for gaming. Like Pokemon's an excellent example of no. You don't need console power. You barely even need to change your game. Like, <laughs> like you you add in you add an additional hundred creatures and like your game's good. Like you're that's, good to go. Yeah, that's that's sadly true about the the Pokemon franchise. But um, I'll buy every single one of them. I don't even know why. Yeah, <laughs> like I I I have I have. Uh, so I have every version of every main series game that's come out. Some of them I've maybe put ten minutes into, and it's like, okay, that's I I played the main the main part once. Uh, no need to play it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it was. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Zelda was a nearly flawless entry into the franchise, and I firmly believe that Green Game Freak is thinking it needs to deliver to Pokemon fans uh, their very own Breath of the Wild. I like your thought, uh, Sistemo. I would really love uh, to see that. I mean, if we got a Pokemon game like that, great. But again, we're trying to be just a, a li- uh, we're going to have uh, high aspirations but low low expectations. I think a Pokemon game on the Switch will be great. But um, remember, they they worked on Breath of the Wild for like at least half a decade. They and they delayed. Oh, they it did it forever. Twice. Yeah, because it was supposed to come they out like it 2015. Twice. It was supposed to come out in 2015 originally, yeah. and it definitely did not. Uh, um i'm gonna skip that part yep. there but uh may the phantom force be with you system <laughs> nice all right so i think we have time i'm just gonna get to one more we had so many people write in this week and i'm sorry that we couldn't get to everybody but time restrictions let me tell you yeah um all right so this last one is from the ardent adventure um all right Dear Thatch, whoever he has, it is once again I, the Sterling Sentinel, the Pearly Paladin, the Ardent Adventure. I'd like to apologize for my long absence from the Puckle Mailbag. I have been gone due to medical reasons. You see, after getting the Green Taurus badge, I just had to try it. For an energy drink, it was quite good. But then but then the can slipped from my now hooves. After nearly mashing my phone to bits, I was able to get randomly passerby 
get a random passerby to dial Green Toro's customer service line. I was transferred multiple times and waited on hold for over an hour until I spoke to someone from their legal department who informed me that since their catchphrase is the energy drink that gives you hooves, there's, <laughs> there's that's nothing actually they, the email. Yeah, that's in the email. <laughs> there was nothing they could or would do, nor any legal recourse that I might have. Let me assure you, writing an email with hooves is no easy task. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> But enough depressing news, onto the mailbag. I have such mixed feelings for Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I have never loved and hated the generation of Pokemon games as much as I have Sun and Moon. There were many features in the games that I thought were great and hope they never take away, such as Ride Pokemon. However, the hand-holding tutorial, tutorial, uh, two-hour tutorial was brutal, and I miss being able to fish wherever I wanted. I'm keeping my hooves crossed that I'll have more freedom off the bat and won't be forced to learn everything that I already know. I also hope they do something with those empty lots. If they turn to the gyms and we still have the trials, that would give us 19 different battles. That's enough for each type to get its own spotlight with one to spare. I think it would be Mm -hmm. nice to see every type represented in a gym battle or trial. That would be cool. I mean, but then the Elite Four kind of gets boring, right? Um, I I mean, not if you change the Elite Four around, but... Yeah. Yeah. My family and I were watching you stream on Thursday, and my wife had a question for you. Is there a story between, behind your Mew being named Typhoon? Absolutely not. No, like, <laughs> like absolutely not. Like, Shamu and I build the teams together, and, like, he had a Mew. He's like, this one's named Typhoon. I'm like, cool. Uh, <laughs> that is the story behind it. Um, that actually leads me to a fun question for you all. What is your favorite nickname you've ever come up with for, with for your Pokemon? Um, okay, I'll answer this real first because it's not me. It's actually, um, definitely not Thatch on the Discord. Um, <laughs> after, after we battled for the draft league and I got a freeze on his Alolan muck, he has now named it Gelato. That yeah. is probably the best name that I can think of for an Alolan muck. I, I think, I think I might have given him the idea for that in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's so colorful. It's just like gelato. Yeah, it is gelato. Um, Let me tell you. For me, well, I mean, it obviously has to be Soviet fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just... Uh, okay, so if you don't know the Soviet fat story, uh, essentially my mega Charizard Y is named Soviet Thatch because in Soviet Russia, that roasts you. Yes. <laughs> Honorable mention, true. because it's green and I came up with it on the spot, is my Tyranitar is named Mountain Chew. Oh, that's good. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's Snag, awesome. do you have any? Um, I In the regular games, I usually don't name my Pokemon. Like uh, yeah. One of the first Pokemon that I like distinctly named was in the, uh, the blue playthrough I'm doing. I named my mm-hmm. uh, soon-to-be Blastoise Boomer. Mm. Um, but uh, what I have, what I have named Pokemon was in um, a Pokemon Rollout. Uh, the, we name all of our Pokemon. So, like, uh, I have Bernie the Combuskin. That's a pretty good one. I like that. <laughs> um, but I, the one that I took probably the most time to think about was my female Ponyard Katana. So that's a really good one. Yeah. Can I do another honorable mention? You get one more. Yeah. Then we're gonna move on. <laughs> my Mega Ampharos is named Thorel. As in Thor and Laurel, because he yes. is worth it. <laughs> All great. right. So uh, let's finish this up. Lastly, as much as we'd love to come to PocoCon, it doesn't look like we'll be, it will be financially viable for us. 
since we want to we since we still wanted to contribute to this excellent podcast, we are now proud patrons. We'll also be watching along with any streaming of PuckleCon, and we'll be there in spirit. Well, thank you for that. Patrons are always awesome. Thank we, you. That's, that's yes. the next part of the show, by the way. Um, so keep up the great work. Hashtag Puckle10. I think it's safe to say that, yes, this is a thing now. You're Shining Defender, mm-hmm. Arjun Avenger. All right. So this is where we're going to end it. Um, sorry if we did not get to your email today. Uh, we're going to go ahead, though, and we're going to... We're going to go ahead and uh, sign off here. So first of all, you can follow us on uh, social media, Twitter, that, Facebook. Before yes. you get too deep yeah. into this, are we giving out a green Taurus badge? Nope, that's good. Um, I don't know. Do you see anybody that needs it? That wants uh, it, I, that deserves yeah, it? I saw a lot of great emails, but they all have it already. Okay. Well, then never mind. Next week, okay. try again. Uh, <laughs> you can email <laughs> us, though, at fucklepodcast at gmail.com to try again. Uh, with letting us know what you think the the game for that they mentioned they're working on the Switch is going to be like. Let us know. Send that in, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to, though, you can go to pucklepodcast.com. Also, find out all of our social media, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Tumblr, our Reddit. You can check all of those out. On top of that, you can check us out on Twitch. Uh, Jushira and I have a schedule now. Shamu's jumping in randomly uh, right now to fill in the gaps. We're not 100% sure how this is all going to go yet. So uh, that's twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. Unfortunately, it's not as nice because we we did this ourselves. We made the problem. Um, but soon. And, but maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I'd have to, I have to like, go talk to Twitch and try to get our name back. Um, and so, But we're the Puckle Podcast on Twitch. Go ahead and follow us if you want to catch a stream. Uh, we have a lot of fun there. And we just do a – it's a great way to like get some one-on-one interaction time. I, like, I love doing it. Um, in addition to that, though – you can go ahead and review us on iTunes. It really helps the show out. Please do that if you haven't already. Um, and just like uh, the Ardent Avenger said, go ahead and become a patron if you got some extra money that you were, you're willing to hand over to us because we, we do use it. We use it only on the community. I don't use it on myself. I have not used it to buy anything for myself. We've used it. We're going to use some of it for PuckleCon, but not anything that like I personally – like I didn't go buy a – video game or anything with it i buy those all myself so mm-hmm. um you can do that at patreon.com slash puckle podcast it's really appreciated um there's a live show that we do every month for that um it's actually going to be next weekend on saturday i'm going to say like 9 a.m eastern i want to do that i'm going to make people wake up you see how awful i am <laughs> um i'm going to make them wake up like 9 a.m eastern i want to do a patron show again though where we have some of the patrons on the actual show so I really do um, – you can do that. We're going to be doing that on Discord. So if you're not – if you're a patron and you're not in the Discord, let me know. I'll go ahead also, and uh, give as, you the permissions. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. also as a reminder, our patrons, uh, they get priority uh, as guests on Game Corner, which will be coming out mm-hmm. not uh, in like two weeks. Two weeks from Thursday. Two weeks. Yeah, something like that. It's a while. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you like prep these like super early. Um, so. I, I, I try to. I don't like to be panicked on it. But uh, yeah, but yeah anyways – but yes, uh, we welcome anyone from the community to be part of Game Corner, but uh, patrons, you get first dibs. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then is there anything else that I want to cover? Um, oh, one thing that Snag brought, pointed out to me earlier this week is if uh, – I keep forgetting this, but we have hit like over 300 episodes of Puckle um, on iTunes, which unfortunately is the maximum number that we're allowed on iTunes. And if you would like to listen to shows that are not on iTunes, because I'm not even sure how far down it goes. It probably only goes down to, like, episode 30 now. Uh, uh, 63 or 4. Oh, really? We're, that, yep. we're, we're missing that many episodes. Yep. Okay. So, like, the first, the first two years of Puckle are just gone uh, from iTunes. Uh, if you want to listen to those, though, you can go to PucklePodcast.com. They're all on the website. You just go to the directory. You can find them. 
And you can download them directly from the site and whatnot, or even stream them from the website. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's good to know. It's already 60. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing, wow. Okay. Well, um, I mean, we're losing two shows a week, basically. Yeah, so. we're losing two mm. shows a week. It's all going away. Uh, soon Puckle will be nothing but like modern Puckle, which is my plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> for those of you looking for those shows that are missing, God rest your soul. Um, and, I mean, maybe they need a Ludicolo set. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> or Torterra. Or, yeah, some information on Torterra. Um, let's see. So the final thing uh, that I wanted to mention that I forgot to mention during the news segment is uh, we are doing a draft league for Pokemon. Uh, we're doing the official first season one of the Puckle Draft League. If you guys would like to be involved in that, just send me a message on Discord, and I will definitely put you down on the list. I think right now we have about 18 people signed up, so we have six slots open, I'm going to say right now, unless there's like a massive like outpouring of support for this. Uh, I'm going to say there's only about six slots left open, so it's on a first-come, first-served basis right now for season one. Um, if you don't know what a Draft League is, I suggest looking up something like the NPA on YouTube. Um, that is something very similar to how we're going to be running it. Or ask and, us in the Discord. We have or uh, ask in the Discord. Of, yes, we, eight of us have kind of done like a trial run of this. This and it's yes. been a lot of fun. It's a great way to get involved with people you probably you know may not have talked mm-hmm. to before. So, this is true. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if you want to get in on that, just send us a send us a message. It does involve like a commitment of at least twelve weeks. So do keep that in mind. Like you'll have to battle once a week for twelve weeks. Um, but other than that, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, Discord, just hit me up, send me a PM, tell me that you're you're interested. That way, I'll put your name down. And if we get 24 people, I think that's where we're gonna cap it. Unless it's, there's a huge thing, then maybe we'll split it into like two groups of 16 or something like that. But it's, do uh, N- do NFL rules then? <laughs> yeah, it's just I, I'm probably gonna try to keep it to 24, but yeah. we'll see. There's there's six slots open. Six slots, take them while they're there. Uh, but that's it for Puckle this week, guys. This is a long show. Um, (laughs) so I I am your host Trainer Thatch I am the fluffiest limbs are good and I am Professor Smeg and here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower it's closing time Yeah.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.